0: the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. I titled today's episode, Understanding CPTSD Symptoms and Navigating Your Unique Trauma Response. And I have a story to share from a man who was very embarrassed to share with me what he did. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I had a retired police officer reach out to me, and this has been an individual that I have talked to on a regular basis. And he was telling me that he was very ashamed to admit what he was telling me, but that recently he has found that because of his CPTSD um, just response, he is having to sleep with the light on. And it makes him feel very embarrassed. And a little bit of backstory with him, completely aside from law enforcement, he has several reasons to have what I believe to be this normal trauma response based on his law enforcement career alone. But outside of that, this gentleman was recently told by his doctor that the surgery he just had on his heart, which took a lot longer than it was supposed to, his doctor didn't tell him until after that he only had a 10% survival rate. And that was something that blew his mind. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, that, that's, that's actually how I would want my doctor to approach my treatment, <laughs> like to, to not give me that kind of worry. And he was telling me that ever since the the death scare is the, the term he used, he's starting to realize that his CPTSD trauma response is starting to kind of act up. And I wanted to point out that I think a lot of times there are trauma responses that we think are naive in nature, but think about it for a second. When we experience trauma, one of the first things that we're going to do is we're going to revert back to how things might have been the first time that we experienced trauma as a child, which means that on a subconscious level, our psyche is going back to this very young and naive age. Hence the fact that you know, this particular man feels more comfortable right now as he's going through this trauma response to sleep with the light on. That makes perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think it makes absolute sense. And in, I, in my, like, it's one of those things, like we're embarrassed at things like that, but I don't, like, it shouldn't be anything that we're embarrassed on. Like, that's just, it's, that makes me feel really bad for that individual. Like it's, it's something that, and I think of, other other stories that I've heard of, you know, like grown men wetting the bed, or um, you know, we're, we're reverting back to that childhood state in in those instances because, and it's not anything you can necessarily control, but it's a it's a fear, it's a it's a a dynamic of our body response that is it just happens, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that trauma is such a intricate and a deeply personal experience. If Clint, you and I both experienced the same exact traumatic event, we would not have the same trauma response. I think you and I would probably be pretty similar, but for the most part, our response to that trauma, meaning the way that our body is reacting to that trauma later on, and this could be the next day, this could be the next week, this could be the next five years from now, that's how varied trauma responses are. It's not going to be the same. There's no universal playbook for how trauma affects any of us. And I think it's important for us to understand the wide array of unexpected. I think that's a perfect word. Unexpected symptoms of our
1: trauma responses. So and and I haven't even told you, Ashley, about this and it just it. I haven't even thought about it until right in this moment that we're talking about this, but there was an incident I was involved in a week or so ago and, and it was a traumatic incident for some of the officers involved to it. And in dealing with this incident, like we've all been to these crime scenes, we've handled these crime scenes and, and there's one specific and, and this sticks out so vividly for me, like really Looking at it in hindsight, where we're trying to remove a piece after the incident happened, we're trying to move a piece of fence and this officer is trying to literally cut this chain link from top to bottom, when there's just one little wire that's holding this like removable piece of chain link. And I'm like, no, no, just give me the tool. And I didn't recognize until that moment that this was one of the officers involved. So I removed him from that position and I took over. So he didn't have to worry about it. Cause you can see in his eyes, like there, it was, he was just involved in something major and it's really. Crazy to see that response. And I've seen it numerous times before, but in this instance, just trying to do something so minor after being involved in an incident like that, your brain's not, it's not thinking in a analytical way. It's thinking in just a a response way.
0: I'm really glad that you shared that example because it's very indicative of just how varying trauma responses can be, and just how distorted reality can become based on these these trauma responses. And that's a, a perfect example of just one of the very many wide arrays of variances when it comes to the way that our our bodies, our minds, our chemistry will be affected by trauma. And you know, having that as an example of a immediate An immediate after effect. um, It's a great example. And I think that having people around us to be able to identify that, that was also. Very important, right? It's so important for us to make sure that we're setting up that tribe now because we never know when something could happen. And all the more reason why I think trauma response and trauma recovery should be further integrated into every first responder and armed service community. We need more education so that people, you know, had you not maybe had experience or perhaps hadn't had the experience that, um, I share with you in terms of my education and knowledge, perhaps you wouldn't have noticed something like that, or perhaps your response would not have been quite as gentle, which would be very unhelpful in a Mm -hmm. situation like that.
1: Yeah. And and I think we can affect that change within our, amongst ourselves, especially in law enforcement is instead of shaming somebody for their uh, response to something or, or trying to, It's learning how to treat everyone's individual responses in a respectful manner to be most of service to them in that moment. And I think that's something that we forget about is you have these people who you think, oh, they're, they're on the SWAT team or they're, they're XYZ within their career. They should be fine with it. But no matter what everyone's going to have their own initial trauma response to any given situation, and it's recognizing it and adapting your own response to them for that moment.
0: I'm also thinking about how different the dynamics within our personal lives can implicate the way that we respond to an exact or very similar traumatic event. And the example that I'll give here is having to... Having to respond to the death of a child is always incredibly difficult for every first responder. And that's something that, you know, I'll use your department, Clint. Most police officers will respond to, to over and over. It's not a, it becomes something that is not rare very, very quickly. However, having somebody who's responding to the death of a child after just having their first child is going to, is going to probably be End up in a trauma response that was different from the other 100 times that he's already responded
1: to a similar call. Yeah, and it's there's so many different variables that we don't look at, and we just try to lump them all together as to one. But there's there's so many of those variables that we have to take in consideration for any of those incidents, and I think that's something we fail as law enforcement to. Take that or we fail as law enforcement to take that for ourselves when you recognize something or someone brings up something for you.
0: Yeah, which is all the more reason why it's important to have a healthy circle around you and for us to always be empathetic. I know it's easy to use humor as a a coping mechanism for trauma response, but there's a fine line between utilizing that humor um, while somebody is actively going through a trauma response. And it's something that if we're not aware of, we might we might do or say something that's going to be a further implication to the state of mind for that individual going through the trauma response, which is just important to, it's important knowledge for us to know and to be aware of. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.